0: Hello, citizens of Four Year Run. (laughs) Hello,
1: citizens. Are we a nation now?
0: We're growing. We're just growing and growing.
1: Does that mean we're royalty?
0: (laughs) Uh... I'd like a crown.
1: I would like a crown. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to practice my princess wave.
0: You know For the visual (laughs) For the visual aids Of our podcast Blair We should start wearing crowns As if we don't You know I can't Possibly imagine how much that would throw off our guests if they came in and we were wearing crown. crowns. I mm-hmm. would
1: think it's fantastic. They know that when a party's about to happen, right? You're right. A royal party.
0: The only thing I can think of is I would want to go get a Burger King crown, like the oh, old ones no. from the 80s. Don't you
1: start down the bigger Burger no. King track? No, no, no. We're no, not no. having chicken no, no, fries no. tonight. <laughs>
0: nope. No chicken fries. No chicken fries here, no sir. Nope can't do it cannot do it we're not gonna go there people we're not listen I will just have you know that um Stacy, hi Stacy, it's me hi, the Stacey. person How that made you? you incredibly sad the other day. She was listening to an episode and was like I can't have chips and and block at 9:30 in the morning.
1: Says who? I mean really, the people who came up with like, like the breakfast rules were right. wrong.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Breakfast doesn't have to indicate like no. eggs and toast and bacon. It could clearly indicate chips and guacamole I mean Sometimes. there's breakfast tacos so like You're
0: right. You're clearly right.
1: you would put a chip and guac with a breakfast taco
0: you are right This <laughs> Stacy she has flipped all of you your logic say, on its head is
1: there a breakfast taco place mm-hmm. near you
0: mm-hmm. and is it good <laughs> true these are the things Blair and I need to know For no only talk about, about food mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah yeah
1: How has your Um, week
0: been, Sean? What's new? Oh, you know.
1: (laughs) Are you feeling well?
0: (laughs) I feel well 80% of the time and then have random post-long COVID things come up and slap me in the face. They are my favorite, but not even remotely at all. Um, So No, not at all. I did want to give uh you and so many of our wonderful uh citizens
1: of- uh <laughs> for- sorry everyone.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, I did some core work this week and <laughs> didn't go well. My core um went on strike, we'll we'll call it. Uh what was said the move core- that broke you? <laughs> just anything was it the 30 just, second plank
1: was it the bicycle crunch
0: the uh the plank the actually the the pla- oh. the plank didn't go badly it was um uh the crunches where you're like rotating with your elbows knee to elbow isn't that
1: the yeah. bicycle crunch i think it's
0: a bicycle crunch it it, it went poorly that yeah. went poorly mm-hmm. yeah yep and uh so then I did a little bit more core work headed into the weekend and thankfully there were no bicycle crunches in that one just lots of planks and um you know the best thing about doing core work when you have mild <laughs> long haul covid is coughing sucks. yeah sure yeah
1: <laughs> i'm sure that after you've activated all those Mm -hmm. Very sleepy core muscles, and then you Mm -hmm. go to giggle. It's like, wow, everything hurts.
0: Yes, all bad. All
1: you don't realize how much you use your core in like daily activities till you are really super sore.
0: Well, but to that point, then, Blair, if we're using our core so much, why doesn't it reflect? Why don't we all just have that? Is an excellent point
1: because I (laughs) and we laugh a lot, so I clearly should have a six pack,
0: yes. I have a zero
1: pack. In fact, I think they were fondly referred to by my children the other day as biscuit
0: abs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, like a can of biscuits.
0: That is a new one. That is a new one. You're welcome, everyone, for the
1: visual that you now have of what my... (laughs) Yes,
0: like.
1: <laughs> soft and squishy and doughy so you know out. i'm mm. not gonna still do my core i okay. <laughs> just want you to know gotcha But i will like do legs i love leg day bring it on i will do that actually every day to avoid core and upper body
0: <laughs> that's fair that's fair to each their own you know so i wanted to ask you Oh, good. This episode, (laughs) yes, this episode will be coming out on Thursday ahead of Halloween. Yeah. So my question to you is we've talked at length about our favorite restaurants and appetizers, (laughs) but candy bar.
1: Okay. What's the
0: candy bar go to?
1: I would have to say... I'm not picky. I really like anything involving chocolate, but my favorite—gosh, mm-hmm. it has to be a candy bar, or does it? Have to, can it be just any let's candy? Let's go with
0: just candy. Yeah, because you candy. can get a—you okay. can get a Skittle in your trick or treating or a oh, Twizzler. No,
1: that's a no. That's wow. a hard no for that both was, of those. That was listen.
0: Reaction, no. visual <laughs> reaction to that was serious, everybody.
1: No, everyone. I don't okay. not no. Um, I really enjoy um, a peanut butter cup. I really enjoy a peanut butter cup. I feel like that's a good combination and use of chocolate and peanut butter. Yes. But I also really like gummies.
0: Interesting.
1: (laughs) I do. I like gummies, but they have Hmm. to be like soft gummies, not like the haribo yeah. gummy where it yeah, like yeah. hurts your jaw to chew it i would yes. like a soft gummy yeah yeah a yeah.
0: soft gummy i can so that's how i am with fruit snacks if they're like haribo yes. bear gummy Correct. i can't do it no. but if it's it needs like chewy soft. gummy mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm.
2: yeah but yeah, i, I, I do really that. do
1: like gummies um weird thing that i like that i can't find anymore but they used to make chocolate covered gummy bears <laughs>
0: I remember those.
1: <laughs> They're so good. And I know that sounds gross because you're like, ew, chocolate over like green gummy bear, but it's not a flavored gummy bear. It's just right. like a chocolate. I don't, anyway. I enjoy that, but I can't find it anywhere. So let's just yeah. go all the way back to peanut butter cup.
0: <laughs> well, but, so the ironic thing is, that seems like an engineering feat, which would tell me that it shouldn't have gone away. It should have only gotten better. So what's no, up with I that? No, I think
1: I think it's really unpopular.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I think that's why it went away. Is that I might have been the only person buying the the supply mm-hmm. of chocolate covered gummy bears and no yeah. one else because in theory it sounds gross. So
0: Okay. So my your so- turn. My lead in. Well, so it's a little bit of this might be a shock to everybody, but I have another question. question. Is there is there candy that you only really like eat at Halloween? So like, I'll give you my example. (laughs) I, I will probably have one or two crunch bars a year, but at Halloween, the fun size crunch bar is like it hits a little different. So I love a crunch bar in fun size
1: i i i love a crunch bar as well but i i don't have to only have it at halloween hey. I, so like sugar is my yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> right
1: so i i really love the gift of sugar all mm-hmm. year long Right. i don't consume it because terrible yes. things happen to my stomach but if i could yes i mean i really like sugar i actually yeah. really like things I no longer can eat. Like my favorite dessert was cheesecake. Yes. Just like a chocolate
0: Mm -hmm. raspberry Mm
1: -hmm. cheesecake deliciousness. And I cannot have that anymore, but I also love cake.
0: Yeah, yeah, cake. I I mean, for Halloween, let's just. I mean, could you? I wish people would have given you just cake for Halloween. That would have been. Or like the
1: little Debbie cakes.
0: Mm -hmm. You
1: know, give me some zebra cakes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was in elementary school, my bus driver used to give us the little Debbie Christmas tree every year for Christmas. We'd get one of those as we got off the bus for Christmas break. It was one of my favorite things.
1: That's a nice bus driver. Yeah. (laughs)
0: She was actually yeah, not I mean, nice except for that.
1: That's oh. <laughs> why <Especially laughs> she gave you the cake.
0: <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah.
1: I yeah. I really do just like sweets. So. Yeah. I,
0: I yeah. Really I not. mean, my go-to answer was going to be the same as yours. It's you give me a Reese's cup and we're done. I'm fine.
1: Yeah. So I like a Reese's cup, but I also am kind of partial to like the dark chocolate peanut butter yeah. cup of just the Justin's ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those are and good. And like
1: they now also make um, dark chocolate Reese's like thin cups and mm-hmm. they're like individually wrapped and yeah. in the freezer. Are you for yep. freezer of? Oh, I,
0: like, I am way, right? way, way, way for freezer.
1: Right. Okay. So good. much yeah. for freezer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so when they came out with the little thin ones, I was like, well, yeah. I can eat all of these. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, whenever we were kids. The, so this was a kind of cool thing. And it's, I'm so bummed now. Listen, Reese's cups still taste amazing, but you, is there something in your life that tastes different? Like Different? Like so what? <laughs> Reese's cups tasted different to me whenever, like for some reason they tasted different as a kid. Like, so my yes. dad would put them in the freezer and after Sunday dinner, he would get them out of the freezer and we'd eat them as like mm-hmm. after Sunday dinner snack. And I don't know why, but my brain says that they tasted different than they do now, which is possible. They still are wonderful, but yeah. my brain always is like, this is how they're going to taste. And it's always just a little different.
1: Well, like when I was younger, my favorite bar was like a Three Musketeers. But now mm-hmm. when I have it, I don't enjoy it anymore. So <laughs> that's at least a little different. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Know, I think I've gotten more interested in dark chocolate so i'm just like for Likewise. all the things that have dark chocolate like a dark chocolate milky way those little mm-hmm. ones that are i love yeah. that one i'll take yeah, that yeah. one but yeah, yeah dark I think chocolate kitkat
0: bars those are
1: yeah mm-hmm. i've just grown nope. into like the love of the dark chocolate which Likewise. i know isn't isn't as popular we actually were gifted dark chocolate coconut almonds like and so it tasted like a almond mm. joy but it was really it, it was amazing so that wow. was that was very good very okay. good
0: that's interesting and i, I didn't I'm,
1: it wasn't a candy it was a dark chocolate covered almond it's healthy it's just healthy <laughs> exactly that's how yeah. i justified the five mm-hmm. i put in my mouth hey, every time i went to the kitchen <laughs> i
0: probably eat six or seven pounds of uh dark chocolate uh, raisins every year uh, it's raisins. well
1: we could talk They're, about raisins that's a whole other episode, everyone.
0: No, 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 no. All right. Now, listen, Blair and I started this intro with we weren't going to take you guys all on the mystical journey. And we've taken you on quite the journey. But well,
1: it's, it's appropriate. It is going to be Halloween week. So we true. all would like to know what your current favorite candies yeah. are as well.
0: But well, and so yeah. I will end with what was your best kid Halloween costume?
1: I was Princess Jasmine.
0: Ooh. <laughs> I was Princess nice. Jasmine.
1: That was my favorite. Yeah. And now I, I'm a parent, so mm. I have had enjoyment dressing the children in yes. all Marvel superhero characters.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Marvel superheroes were sadly not a big thing whenever I was nope. a kid. I was a firefighter and I got to wear my dad's like actual breathing mask And the reason why I loved it so much was that year at Halloween, it was 34 degrees and snowing. So my sisters were freezing and I was not.
1: That was very nice of your dad to share his breathing mask with you. That's a very special gift that you got to dress up like that. What did they dress up like that they were freezing? Uh...
2: Princesses. I don't
0: remember. <laughs> it's gone. All that mattered was I was a firefighter and I had candy, and that's and all. You that were really cool. Meant. That's right. It is pretty cool. cool to
2: be a
1: firefighter. No, no partialness on this end.
0: <laughs> right, right. Speaking of incredibly cool people, we're not. This is not just an intro podcast. Everybody, we have a guest. Um, believe it or not, we actually spoke to a human being today. You know her as Kristen otherwise on ig k underscore stokes 829 and she's, she's great. pretty cool she's, she's a pretty great.
1: cool human yeah she's really great we had a great time
0: yeah we talked about she is coming back from an awkward nagging glute injury we discussed <laughs> all the wonders of our glutes in this episode shocker shocker for everybody um We talked about her getting ready to go run the Philadelphia Marathon. We talked about all sorts of things.
1: Yeah, we did. I think we learned a lot, too. I think I always like talking to everybody and what they've learned in their recovery process and things that they can incorporate or or learn from other experts like PTs and what we should maybe be doing more of.
0: (laughs) You know, core.
1: (sighs) (laughs) You know, Autumn tried to convince me. to Uh do like this like scary core thing with peloton i just can't
0: (laughs) sorry autumn it's too scary it's too scary
1: it's too scary like it is not that anyone needed to know but i had like an abdominal surgery at one point and i just like it was so painful (laughs) i just don't ever want to feel that way again yeah (laughs) because i really i don't know i laugh a lot
0: so, I'll, I'll wrap up with this, everybody, with one of my favorite kid time stories. So, my dad had his appendix out. Uh-huh. And when he had his appendix out, that was still when they had to do that brutal, like, belly button cut. Yes. So, my dad um, has a bit of a temper and also oh, no. cussed like a sailor. <laughs> um So, I remember it was right around the holidays, I feel like, and we were out in the garage, and I was helping him wash a car, and, like, every time he bent over or one time, this is my favorite moment of all of it. He <laughs> sneezed and the raw rage
1: yes, that he I feel demonstrated that. I feel that in my soul. Yes. There
0: was profan yep. I mean, it was a tour de force. So- it was a yeah. tour de force of profanity <laughs> with slamming of things and I was like I don't know if I've ever seen a man in that much pain in my life.
1: And so Um, angry about it, right? Oh, my God. He was so angry.
0: Um, But like, also was laughing because he knew that I was there and probably thought it was really funny. But he sneezed, and within a second, it was just 12 to 15 seconds of profanity and rage and... Oh, Your dad yeah. just
1: reminds me of the Hulk.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. It was kind of in that... If, if the Hulk had a mild... like a if, if the Hulk had an outlandish sailor mouth, that's basically what was happening. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, now that everyone's gone on this awkward journey with us through our intro...
1: <laughs> I feel like you guys are here for it, citizens.
0: <laughs> citizens of four-year-run. We've really just turned everything on its head. That's where we're at. I hope at. you
1: enjoy us talking with Kristen. We really yes. enjoyed it. So,
0: Yes. All right, everybody. Now we're going to let you go. Listen to <laughs> Kristen. have <laughs> fun. All right. Till next time. there we go. Peace. What's up? Am your I freezing? She,
1: it was your face that you were making as you were trying to connect things. This is a the, good start.
0: <laughs> the internet is really performing admirably today. I uh, I will start it. I saw this morning, Kristen. So Blair has been like the captain of um, who we should talk to lately because I'm starting every <laughs> intro with "It's nice to speak to you for the first time," and Blair's usually like. I talk to these people every 15 seconds. (laughs) I know them so well. Um, But I I saw that you were going to be, uh, this is again, everybody. Hi, it's me, Sean. It's Sunday. Kristen is on a rest day Sunday. She's going to watch some foosball. And I was like, well, she's in Philadelphia. So she's probably an Eagles fan. And I can I yes uh, through context like, clues called clothing. <laughs> I have arrived at the
1: point. A
2: huge fan, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. This yes, is a
1: small part of
2: streaming in the background. I apologize. It's my husband.
0: <laughs> That's okay. It's
2: a big deal in that household.
0: <laughs> I I would say that I'm a I'm I'm not a so I've I've been raised as a Steelers fan, but I'm not I don't have the vindictiveness of Philadelphia to Pittsburgh. I like the Eagles. <laughs> I especially like the Eagles because I don't really like the Cowboys or the Giants or the Redskins. So
2: yeah, I does. just
0: even even. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: But no, I agree. It's not be, I don't have an issue with the Steelers. I went to school out in Pittsburgh and it's just like they're on the other side of the state and we really don't play you unless it gets down to like the nitty gritty. And I feel like neither of us have been very good lately. So it doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's um, I I just, I don't even have words for the climate of Pittsburgh Steeler fandom right now. I um, through maturing as a person have been able to kind of pull myself away from the super, super diehardness, but most of my friends that I went to high school with are um, living and possibly dying on the success of their football team, and
2: my husband, yes, it yeah. runs this whole week if we lose. And I'm like, it happened five days ago. We'll be okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's Friday, and I'm still miserable. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I do Not uh, yet. <laughs> I I was I was going to say, I do think it's um, super fitting that we're talking to you this week as um, so. Just as we talked about football for some people is live and die. Running for most runners is also live and die. And I am ecstatic to be talking to you at the end of a week in which you were able to run a whole, you know, relatively good amount again. So we'll do a little celebration for hooray running and hooray not experiencing the pain that you've been experiencing through the fall. But where are you at? Do you think, I know that you, you quoted this week, you quoted long run. So how's everything feeling right now?
2: I like, hold my breath every time i talk about and i always knock on wood but i kind of feel like myself again and um i played the long run because technically you know like by the book it wasn't a long run it wasn't 90 minutes but um it was the longest i ran in over a month continuously because i've i it was such a weird uh, injury i can't even say what happened still and i think i stumped the pt even um but it, it put me on the sidelines. I couldn't even walk for the first two weeks. So I was basically limping around the house and in the office. People were like, what happened to you? I was like, no idea. And it was essentially just like my glute seized up and then they couldn't get to just like relax. And then once they finally got it in there and make it relax, it then wouldn't activate by itself. So, so yeah, this is the first week where I'm like, okay, I ran continuously and I feel like I'm back to myself again.
0: Well, you're... You know, I'm sure as you've been um, listening to me ramble through various episodes of this podcast, (laughs) you are speaking the Sean language of glute problems in all (laughs) ways, shapes, and forms. That's, yeah, that's a little interesting that it um, was one, a literal pain in your ass, and then two, decided to just no longer function. Um, Good times.
2: Like I was laying on the PT table at one point and he would move my left side and he'd be like, see it, it kicks in right away. Then he'd he's like, still waiting for it to kick in. Nothing's happening. It's crazy. That's so wild. That's so- and like you said,
1: it was totally out of nowhere. So it wasn't like, you yeah. know, you stumbled or stepped wrong or you had done something like that tweaked a muscle or pinched a nerve. It was just nearly like
2: right out of the blue. So yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating. But, uh, yeah, just completely caught me off guard because, the day before, I ran a twenty miler, and I mm-hmm. haven't run a twenty miler that fast, and I don't know how long. And then the next day, I just to wake up and be like, uh, "What is going on here?" Mm-hmm. When I went around all Sunday, perfectly fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it, it it it's almost seeming like the initially hilarious and then slowly becoming sadder and sadder as we age GIF of like, when you're 20, you go out and like fall off a three-story building and you're fine. And then in your thirties <laughs> you sleep wrong and possibly your glute just decides to wave the white flag for weeks on end. What
1: does the PT say now?
2: Like, to like prevent that from happening? <laughs> Is that also, if that's even possible. So number one, he definitely said overuse is possible because i sure, you know, I am a mile junkie. I love running as much as possible. Like you just said, Sean, you know, we're getting older. Have to, <laughs> have to accept that. And, you know, you can't do these crazy mileages without taking your rest day. Or, you know, a run streak probably isn't the best idea when you're trying to PR a marathon. So overuse is one thing. Something else I didn't think about, he said, you know, if you're doing track workouts or even just running around the neighborhood, if the roads are tilted a certain way, like, mm. you need to switch your routes. Like, you can't keep going in the same direction because he said you were probably just really putting a lot of pressure on the one side and, and then you had like this huge imbalance. And then, um, obviously, when I went into the PT, he did a ton of tests and I have a ton of imbalances, it looks like, in like the hip and glute area. So I had to start working on that with like a lot of different strengthening exercises. And then my core was weak too. So I've got to get that in better shape. So, you know, you shouldn't have to be thinking about it when you're running, but it, it does matter your core.
0: I, I laugh. So um, I, <laughs> I, I haven't talked to Blair about this this week, but my wife has gotten to um, has. See, see very intimately that. So I, I, um, I also had nothing to do with my core. As far as I was concerned, it was like an invisible object. And I haven't run in probably about a month or so now. And I was like, I'm gonna try and be wise about this. I'm gonna try and do some glute exercises and some core work, and I'm gonna try to cycle and ease back into running. And so, I did what was just a 10 minute core workout on Tuesday. <laughs> and so autumn was like 12 feet in the other room. And within four <laughs> minutes, I wasn't, I didn't even get through the first round and she could hear me being like, D- uh, damn it. Like, um, because it had, it, it had all betrayed me. And I was like, I am so sorry, core, for what I have done and now what I am trying to do. Um, And what makes it worse is (laughs) every time I try to talk about it or someone asks me how I'm doing, I'm pretty much, I think, generally recovered from having COVID, but I have this little cough that just hangs around just enough to be a nuisance. And when I laugh, it gets elevated and (laughs) Autumn loves to just try and do goofy crap. So my, my core has literally been radiating anger and then I laugh and it hurts so bad. So, so, See, so this bad. This
1: is why we don't do core. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. so, we're very funny
1: people, and therefore I can't not mm-hmm. have my core broken.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, but then it's giving me all these lessons, right, Kristen? Like I did two core ex- like two core workouts this week. I did one yesterday and I did one Tuesday. And there were things like, you know. There's this uh, ironic thing going on in our bodies where all of our muscles are tied together. It's this fascinating <laughs> thing. And wow! That so I is did my brand new it, listen, everybody. The your whole body is tied together. It's really what? fantastic. Um, I don't get it. So I like felt these parts of my glutes that I alt. I, I too have glute activation issues, and they always tell me that it's like deep tissue activation issues. So I do my first core workout and like two days later, my deep glutes, I can't like, I couldn't push on them to hurt them, but they hurt to move. And I was like, wow. So this core stuff is like, um, helping that thing that they told me I should fix. And wouldn't, you know, it maybe I should do a little more of that. Oh,
1: Oh, this is a really good, informative session. I appreciate it. I still don't want to do my core though.
0: <laughs> I know. You don't realize
2: how weak your core is until you go to do that workout and you're like, "Wow, like I it's, can't even do yes. a bunch of abs in a
1: No, it's so humbling. Like a simple thirty second plank, and you're like, "Uh, oh, yes." Can't. It's, it's, <laughs>
0: <everywhere>. <laughs> well, and you, you know, it's like, um, you know that you get those memes of like the old guy that fell over and there's nothing he can do to get up. Like he just can't get up. <laughs> Like literally three of the five days this week were me like using my arms around my thigh to like rock (laughs) myself forward to get up. And I was like, I am all of the things that people think are hilarious. So yeah, now enough about, I. you know, Blair knows all too well, I can mumble on about all of the concerning hilarious issues with my life. I will wrap that part up. I want to ask you. So you have been certainly trying to get back to training for Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. you've been doing all those things that I just said that I stubbornly have been avoiding. But how how has this week running felt as a you know prior to injury? Do you feel like all of that work has brought a good bit of athleticism and fitness through everything? Or are you feeling pretty good?
2: So, yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I would say the actual endurance piece of it, I feel really good still. Like I thought for sure I'd be completely out of breath and, you know, on my knees dying. But no, it, like the endurance is still there. It's more or less just I think I really had to check my ego here. I, My coach and I said right from the start when I was getting back into it, no pace. Like you cannot think about pace. Everything's going to be by time. Don't focus on how long you're like the mileage piece of it. Just go out there and run and be happy that you're getting the time on the feet. So I think that's, that's hard for me. Cause I'm definitely someone who is, I'm data driven, I'm pace driven. So yeah. that piece is hard, but then I think on, it was Monday. when I did My first five mile run, which was like a 50 minute run. I was like five miles straight. I'm going to take that as a win and that I don't care how many miles I ran this week. I'm just happy to be back on my feet.
0: Yeah. And do you find, I'm, I'm only asking because I'm in that season of things right now. Do, does, I think sometimes we all get in the hamster, like you said, data driven a lot, and, and that can be great for training and for everything. When you go any period of time longer than say seven to 10 days without running, do you feel like it, kind of repaints the narrative for what running means to you and then like do you come back to it with like a i don't i don't want to say a different perspective but like i i can't wait to just get back to running but i also know that like i've alluded to there were a lot of things that i really felt like um and it's perfectly fitting that you kind of spoke to the run streak too i i kind of got um I think I was guilty of subscribing to the run streak, but kind of then sacrificing other things just for the sake of I need to run a mile or two to keep the streak going. And I think I got a little bit complacent within the run streak itself because then I really wasn't training for the sake of goals. I was just like, well, but I need to run today. So... Like I am feeling really energized and kind of refreshed about getting back to running. And I, I hope that that was the same for you just getting back to it this week.
2: I think that's definitely how it was for me too. I, I said to someone the other day, I was like, this injury is very humbling for me. Um, I think for a while, like I just labeled myself as a runner. Like I am a runner. That's who I am. And I haven't been injured to the extent where like I couldn't run for a month. So I think this injury, you know, mentally was a lot for me, but then I, it allowed me to step back and say like, you are more than a runner. So take this time to actually focus on things outside of running. And I think it was, you said it was humbling to me. Cause it's like, okay, like, yes, you your personas are more and let's focus on those other things. And it, it was a good time to spend with my husband and my family again, focus on, you know, the, my weak areas and then, you know, throw your love readings. So I was like, okay, like you're not training, like, sit down and enjoy yourself like with a good book. And I think too, it was just nice to now come back into it. And just like you said, like I'm energized just to get back to running. And honestly, I'm just so excited to get to the start line and just have fun. I can't remember the last time I went to a marathon I was like, you're just gonna have fun with this, you know, or I'm going to use that as you're taking a big tour of the city for free, essentially. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 You know.
1: Yeah. I know. I saw you had gotten into like, um like Peloton upper body workouts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm now i like i think i'm becoming like more addicted to them now which is so funny because prior to the injury you'd have to pay me to go do strength training i was like nah it's good i don't need to do yeah. it i'll do it like where i'd be like oh yeah i'm gonna do it i would do it for a week and then it would just fall by the wayside and be like oh, i'll get to that later after marathon training done but no i love the peloton workouts <laughs> Do you have a favorite trainer? I know we've talked a little, but do you have oh, yeah. a favorite? <laughs> I'm obsessed with Adrian. He is, he is my favorite. And I, always think I think I've like gone through all these classes now. I'm like, my God, what do I do? So I'm like patiently waiting for his next one to pop up. But I also like Rad Lopez lot and starting to like chase. But, and I also do, um, I've been using Beth Gentry for the runner's course. I really like that too. And mm-hmm. again, with Peloton, like how you can like personally kind of make your own plan up. And it's really nice. And I feel like they have something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like you yeah. said, core, you start five minutes instead of just jumping right into the tank. <laughs> like slowly <laughs> building up to that. But so I'm just like, my feet is like a 30 minute core class. I'm like, how? How do people do that?
1: <laughs> I don't know how they do that. I can't even no. imagine. Like, I basically have to roll myself out of the bed to like <laughs> not even sit up, but just like fall out in the way after a core workout. <laughs>
2: They're brutal. Like I can go like run for miles and miles and I sweat as much as I do in that 10 minutes. It's so dumb.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 It's so true. It, it really does force you to question everything that you thought about yourself. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, I Man. thought I was like semi fit, but apparently not.
1: <laughs> I know it's so true. It's so funny how like you can, you know, run so many miles in a week, but then like a strength core or strength core or like bar, any kind of like different type of workout. And you're like, I can't do that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should be able to do something for the amount of miles I can rack up, but my <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like a push up. That'll that'll get me. <laughs> <laughs> a singular push up. And I'm like, well <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. do all the legs and squats, but no, no upper body
2: yet. But you were seeing some changes, right? You after a month so, of yeah, doing I, them. I know. I think it was crazy. I like noticed the other day because I think we were packing. We just went to vacation out our banks, trying on like swimsuits. I was like, wow, I, like actually, have some definition in my back right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> right? I feel yeah. like I want to do like a quick thing because I've been doing Peloton things since May. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it does change your body more than just cardio, so it's like nice to see, like, oh, I'm like actually getting some results here. Yeah. And you just I feel stronger.
0: Yes,
1: yeah, and that that's a big piece too. Is being able to feel yeah. as good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, whenever I first started running, I was trying to do push-ups and planks and things like that, kind of every day. It was, a, I mean, it was a different, literally a different world. I was going into a building to work and like I had a bit of structure in that way, whereas now I'm remote and I try to keep structure, but because my team's all remote, everyone just feels like they're available whenever and the meetings are a little less structured. They just kind of sporadically pop up. But I 100% in reflection, when I started running, I think I did at least have like mild core (laughs) activation. And then through 2019, 2020, 2021, I feel like that kind of got away from me. And um, yeah, just getting back into some of that stuff a little bit, it's just like, it's it's really weird how your brain, um, my wife and I and a couple other friends, I've had these conversations of just like, it's funny what your brain will normalize as like, well, no, I'm totally fine still. Like I, I, I can get back to pushups or planks or core whenever I want and everything will be fine. And then, you know, as is evidence with me on Tuesday, like- I
2: like riding a bus, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, just yeah. get
2: back on it. No,
0: no. <laughs> I was like, I'll dip my toe back into core today. And it just like <laughs> punched me right in the face. Oh, you're dipping your toe? Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think that it's kind of ironic, too. I think, you know, this fall race season for so many people has kind of just been the celebration of races again. So I, I certainly know that your ambitions were not to get injured, to then be in a place where the race for you was going to be enjoy the race. But I think that that's a really healthy place for a lot of people to be this year of just you know, we really missed those in-person events last year. And for a lot of people, just to be able to step back into them with a bit lighter sense, like you're not in the corral, like waiting and like revisiting your entire training plan necessarily to be like, this is the moment. It's more of just the celebration of being there.
2: Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And then just the sense of community again, I think, or like, what, the past year and a half, I think I was training alone or just going through. I don't want to say it was going through the motions. So I definitely was putting hard work in. But everything was by myself. And every once in a while, like, you'd meet people. But whoever's, like, in your COVID bubble. But it's so nice just to be able to, like, see people racing again and seeing the big communities and actually being able to be a part of the running community again. Because let's be serious. That's why we all run.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a big piece is being able to be there together and experience everything and take all the sights and sounds and everything in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I saw like uh, you had mentioned that you were running with a couple people this week and, you know, back to running in the darkness and watching the sunrise. Um, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> so, it's the worst. I'm <laughs> my, sorry. I know, but it's yeah. just so hard.
0: My, my question was literally in that vein, Blair, of like, are you, the morning person or is it knowing that there are people waiting to run with you that helps get you moving in the morning?
2: I am definitely a morning person. So I think I would do it regardless or not, but I, um, definitely for long runs too. Like the long runs, I'll push off, but I've had those crazy times where I'm getting a bit ready, ready to go. Then you get more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for a long run. <laughs> yeah. And I also feel like too, it's like, they keep you accountable because if you, you don't want to hit snooze five times on them and then be like, well, where, no, where yeah, are you? Exactly. Like, they keep you accountable. Yeah, exactly.
1: Absolutely. I agree. You do very well with like the early morning yeah. time frame, Definitely. And I know that, yeah, there's a lot to for, like say for that as far as like getting it done before work and everything else, but you do an excellent job at embracing the dark. <laughs> To get your workout in,
2: (laughs) yeah. So I definitely love it. I do think though, like I have become more aware. Like I used to wear headphones all the time in the dark. I'm definitely more keen on runner safety now Mm -hmm. because the one thing I do not like about the dark and going out there solo. Um, I always try to stay like very close to home and have my phone on me, but that's like my one thing I do not like about the dark is you know, it's dark and you can't really see what's going on. I feel like yeah. in cars are never looking that early in the morning.
1: No, because they're half asleep when they're driving yeah. to where yeah. they need to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Of course, it's like seasons are changing, so I know cold is coming up there.
2: <laughs> you, know
1: what? Are you sign me up
2: for it though. I am not a fan of the summer. I okay. do yep. not like being hot. I do not like humidity. Um, so I'm, I'm embracing the cold. I'm not saying I want to be, you know, negative 10 degrees or anything, No, no. but, but I'm <laughs> totally here for the fall weather. And I'll, even the winter I'll take, I don't mind, you know, wearing leggings and a jacket. I'm all here for, I'm here for that.
1: Yeah. That was what I was wondering
2: is like, if you had a preference of like a season, yeah, Definitely, <laughs> I would say spring and fall, but they don't really exist anymore in Pennsylvania, but I'm going to say they're my favorite seasons to run in Fall should probably be done in about a week and it'll be winter soon.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. The, you're like, I literally have this conversation every September now of people being like, well, it's almost fall. And I'm like, but that doesn't happen anymore. We get no. part of October and then it's usually snowing by the second week of November and like big wind storms come through and blow all the leaves off. So you don't get to like, have the enjoyment of like fall foliage and all of that It it's a real bummer because it was a great season whenever and i don't know if it's just like my brain tricking me but at least whenever i was younger i felt like fall lasted actually six weeks yeah. where
2: fan definitive season yeah. now not so much ppa we always say it's like playing the lottery because honestly like the one year i'll never remember like never forget it i did the um Challenge one year. So the half was on Saturday and the pool was on Sunday. Saturday, it was eight degrees and I had stubborn. And for the full on Sunday, it was like low 30s, flurring, and I had winter the next day. I was like, just you kidding. Know? it was. That's crazy. That's like such yeah. a vast
1: difference. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's terrible. That's like,
0: yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, real, it's real crappy. Like,
2: I can't. <laughs> yeah, i trying to show up. My and- was, So packed that weekend. Sure. tank tops need shorts, need jackets,
1: need a hat. You never know. You'd have to have all the available layers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things, Kristen, is when you sometimes are either going back through the photos in your phone or your Instagram posts, and you'll be like, (laughs) you'll be looking and you'll be like, tank top, tank top, tank top, long sleeve pants. Long sleeve toboggan pants, tank top, tank top, tank top. And you're like, what? <laughs> why does why does this Fire happen? Happened, it's not fa- yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I I had a I had wow. a photo of the day recently and it was like in May of two years ago, and I was wearing a toboggan and I was like, in May? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I do feel like things have changed a lot, like as far as temperatures and stuff, like it is warmer, longer. And like, there's definitely, I know I live in Florida, so like, I can't really it's say to, like, <laughs> a change in season, but I just feel like the length of time that it feels like the surface of the sun gets longer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I see like, you know, some of the races that just happened, like Chicago is just, it's hotter almost so every hot. year. Yeah. Yeah. So something going on to make the seasons less
0: something obvious (laughs) there's
1: something (laughs) happening I mean not to talk about environmentals on the running podcast (laughs) but
2: maybe maybe there's something to it Hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah I um so through all of this through all of what's been the last like two or three months of running and not running for you Kristen so you've definitely run some really fast times in the past and what has anything changed for you through this injury like are there things that i mean basically i think my straightforward question is like when you were bqing and those types of things was was core and all of that stuff a part of your arsenal or were you just like riding that wave of i'm really really fast and i don't think that it's wrong either way i mean i i talk to friends all the time who just like make my head want to implode on itself cuz they'll just be like i don't know i don't really do anything i just run and they like are 257 marathoners and i'm just like how does your body not want to murder itself but like, do you think that the core work and all that stuff is stuff you'll start bringing more into your life or like, I'm just curious about all that.
2: No, so I think it's definitely here to stay. When I was running like consistent BQ, when I look back on my training logs, you know, you said it comes up on Facebook. I was going to a gym almost every day. I was doing a lot of, a lot of weight training and supplements in supplements, my running. And I would say, too, I was, I think for both those races, I know, my one, I think, was the one to make you include my first BQ. That was pure ignorance. I just, like, I ran my first marathon in Philly. I had a run coach through Fleet B, and he was like, I think you can BQ. And I was like, what is that? Like, didn't even know what it was. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you just came in, like, a 340 at your first marathon. We can totally get you to a 335, because that's what it was at the time. I was like, okay, that, that sounds great. And I... And didn't really think anything about it. I think my lot mileage I would say was would be now. And I was definitely like that. But again, too serious about the pace. When I go back on the lawns, I was probably running around at 9 15, 9 30 for our runs like nothing too crazy. I never even like did a speed workout. <laughs> Very weird. Um, <laughs> and then I ended up running Delaware, I guess, maybe like five months later and came in at 327. And I don't want that was it came off very easy. Just I, I don't know. That was a very I would say that's a fluke. It was just like I think it was on run. And then after that, I was got very into running and, in and core work. But I like dedicated my life to running. That's all I did. And I know like my husband will say at the time he was like, you would have thought you thought you were a professional runner for that yeah. stage of like, I uh, like two years. He's like, that is all you did. You wouldn't go out, like wouldn't go out with friends. You would pick like one night a week that you could do that. And like, that's all you focused on. And that is still to my day. Like That was when I was training for Steamtown, and that was the best race I've ever had in my life. And I'm not sure if I'll ever have a race like that again. And I'm not sure I want to, because looking back on that, I was like, there's probably two, two years of my life where like, i for some reason, got in my head that I thought I was going to be like a professional runner, <laughs> Even, <laughs> and it's like you missed out. I wouldn't say I missed out on so much, but I definitely did miss out on the other aspects of life, socially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying when I want to get back. I think now I know it's like you pick one race a season to do that, and that's it. Like there's no more of the like consistent years of training like that. It's just not mm-hmm. in the cards right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but I think it's great that you had those experiences to kind of learn all of that, you know, and find yeah. what the balance is that works, you know. Because once you do find that, there's a whole like world open to you now yeah. <laughs> of things, you know. Yeah, and like, I
2: think I was also like, um, I went through like a mean run at that point, but I was just like, I'm running. If yes. you aren't my pace, I'm not slowing down. Yeah. Like people always like, do you like group runs? I'm like, no, I hate them. Like, they're the worst. <laughs> 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 I was like. And now I look at myself, I'm like, Oh my God, you were a terrible person. Like you were so focused and like had tunnel vision. And now I think it's like, now I said a more well-rounded runner. And I generally love the sense community. I love group runs. I like giving back. And now I know like there are bigger goals than just Boston when it comes to something else to work towards besides Mm -hmm. just be killing. Would I love to do it again? Yes. Um, I'm hoping I come back strong and give it one more go. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's other things I want to do in life. Like I would like to start a family. Like that's definitely something right now that I'm struggling with. Like this injury definitely helped me realize like you're not just a runner and it's okay to put it to the side for a little bit and focus on something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'll always be there like throughout the rest of your journey. And yeah, yeah, it's important, I think, to step back sometimes, even if we didn't want to, and we're forced into it. Yeah. Reprioritize for this season of life. It's not long term. It's just for this season of life, and see kind of what is important right now.
2: Yeah, I think what you just said too. Like running will always be Mm -hmm. there. I think for a long time. Like I want to honestly say, like up into this injury, I didn't have that mindset. I had like, gotta do this. You gotta always run because you're not. I just like having. I think because. Um, I have an autoimmune disease, so I think I just always have in my head like you got to get all your miles in sure. in case something happens. Yeah, but not, and it will always be there. Like it's okay, put aside a little bit and focus on something else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the things that we love most about running is what is what we bring ourselves back to. You know, like it's yeah. what we really are in for anyway. So, um, yeah. do you mind sharing a little bit more about your autoimmune
2: for people sure. listening? Yeah, sure. So I was diagnosed with MS, um, the year I graduated from college. Um, like I, up until my diagnosis, I was like, I didn't even realize that young people had MS. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it was very scary. Um, I played sports my entire life. I was at college for soccer and then to be told, you know, you have MS and when you Google MS on the computer, it basically says, like, you may not walk at the end of your life. You may be in a wheelchair. Um, so it was scary. And I definitely, I think for like a solid six months, I shut down. I just mm-hmm. was like, I you know, now that my life was over, but I was thinking, like, oh, my life is gonna be drastically different. And I definitely like went to like a dark space where I was just like, what is the point? Like, what, like, why even bother? You know, continue to be active, etc. And then um my dad. Was like, you gotta do something. You can't just like keep sitting around. And he was like, why don't we just go run like together? You and I will do it. And I was like, okay, it sounds great. We'll do it just because you're telling me to do it. But I think it was like, it started there. Like I did that first. I feel confident here. Like this is something where, you know, you don't have to, you know, join a team or anything. You can just, you know, grab shoes and go do it. I was like, I start, I'm starting to feel like myself again. And I think that. And you can do it I was like, oh, this is something I can do still. And I'm going to train towards this. And to this day running is where I feel my most confident and strong. And I think like, no one really knows I have an autoimmune disease unless I like, told them. Right. So, you know, I think it's like a nice way not to hide, but it's a nice way not to be defined by it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And are yeah. there things helpful to like keeping things in check?
2: Yeah. So I think it's just, I don't know. Like, I think it made me more in tune with my body, and I mm-hmm. think I like realized. I think a lot of time people want to be awarded for you know cramming 500 things in the day, and never saying no. I have to listen to my body. Um, when I'm tired, I need to rest. Um, if I need time, just to like have like a self care Sunday. Like, it's fine. Go take care of yourself. You need to take care of your body too. Yeah. And you no... Know, like I don't like he. I know my triggers. Are, like more in tune with my body.
1: Yeah, yeah. Self care. I think that's definitely a good conversation piece. Is like we don't actually like applaud ourselves enough for taking no. a break or taking rest days fully or more than one rest day. You know, like <laughs> some of that is even like more important in the training process, and we don't give ourselves enough credit. So,
0: no, definitely not. Yeah, I I was like. Blair asked a whole bunch of wonderful questions. And while you were answering that, and while you were kind of like easing into all of that too, of so I've had some, I think, important conversations with people about what their lives were like when COVID happened. And I've I've had so many people that have said, I want to get back to my life and I've had a different perspective on it. I, I I think that this time for me has been a reflective time, a time to double down on the importance of self-care. I fight with a lot of mental health stuff. And for like 15 years, I was kind of just like, it's really loud back in there and I'm just not going to listen to it and everything's fine. And I won't pay attention to it, kind of like my core. and. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it and through these last you know and it's funny because at first it was all oh, it's only been six months and then all of a sudden you blinked and it's been like 18 months and but through all this running was certainly a very important thing but taking the time to be like you know what i need to lay on the couch for four hours and really not do anything or you know it allowed me to focus in places that I would have never otherwise focused because I've gotten two or three extra hours in my day cuz I don't have a commute anymore and you know I I think that it's kind of a negative thing to look at what your life has been through covid and think I don't have my life well but maybe reevaluate what you have acquired through this different season and see what like how does that plug into the rest of your life because I think it's kind of harsh for a lot of people to be like, I haven't been able to live my life. Well, but what things have you been doing? And you know, more than likely, a lot of those things are actually quite positive. So I certainly, listen, I'm not here to be like, I really am loving this season of life where I can't go anywhere and do anything (laughs) really. But I know that when that time of life comes back around where things are lifted and things are a little easier and we can all actually breathe in an enclosed space without being like, am I around anybody that could like totally jack me up right now? Like (laughs) I I've been finding the positive and you've been talking a lot about like reflective things and thinking about, you know, running isn't everything. Did that stuff kind of grow and increase and become a little more, obvious through this what we'll call season of life has has that become a little more obvious for you
2: no i 100 agree with you i think covid definitely allowed for a lot of reflection i think the fact that we couldn't race right because there's really no races going on i think it did a lot of reflect okay like there's other things going on um there's other aspects of life that you can focus on besides running I think at first I probably was like a little negative, but now it's like you said. I think you can either keep being up to this new lifestyle because I'm going to be honest. I don't think there will be the old mill ever again. Yeah, that's the way I see it. So it's like take what you got and become adapted to it. And I like mm-hmm. like you. I have to drive over like an hour and fifteen to work every day. So not we go in still like a couple of days. But having those days and more time allows you to do things that, like, you truly devote time to. I think COVID has definitely obviously, it's not positive, but I do think it's bought about a new routine. And I, I personally do like it.
1: Yeah. No, I have to agree with you. I feel like we've all, like, especially in our family, we reconnected a lot. Like, you know, we were so busy with the morning routine and the chores and then get you to point a and I go to point B and I pick you up at this time and take you to this. It was just so chaotic and hectic all the time. And for the opportunity to like really slow down for us was like, just being able to reconnect again. It's just been really important and kind of helping us like refocus our priorities on what we really want to spend our time doing. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned like we were talking with Steven last week about some of this stuff of just like, there's definitely a lot in the world that can make you like pair with the negative and kind of align yourself with that. But yeah, I mean the last, I don't know, like the last six months or so, I've just been like, I'm going to challenge myself to, you know, like medically through research and all that stuff, they just identify that, those negative emotions are easier emotions for your body to, yes, to pair with. They sure are. Um, yep. yeah. <laughs> which is, which is why mental health is as important as it's ever been. But, yep. you know, I've, I've kind of found myself challenging myself of being like, I, I am going to put myself in a negative situation, but choose to find the positive and choose to speak to the positive And, it's, a, it's certainly a weird time to be trying to do that because, you know, seemingly every week we get another piece of difficult news. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything that you've been talking about, though, so far of like, you know, finding the time for yourself and running doesn't mean that, you know, running doesn't have to be everything. And, you know, today I, I, I laughed because I saw that today was like a rest day Sunday for you. But I was like. She's not going to be resting in like 3 hours when Blair and I just inundate her with running questions. Um but, you know,
1: It's a I, different type of rest. John. It's a
0: different type of rest. <laughs> um but I think that that's fantastic. I think that it's, you know, I'm happy. I, I just get I don't know. I'm happy to hear when other people kind of arrive at what seem to be very healthy points for them and um mm-hmm. I think everything you've gotten to talk with us about thus far is far as racing and your outlook on running and your outlook just kind of on what your life is, those are all landing. And I think really positive buckets. So that's really, that's really fantastic.
2: Thanks. Yeah. Like I said, I think you can
0: remember
2: where that's really at you in life. So why not try to find the positives? Example was when COVID happened, I felt like, Oh, this is the perfect time to become an old marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I had all the extra I tough- think
1: i know but they, that was like, such a
2: great experience for
1: you I, yeah, right it was, it was. It, was awesome. yeah.
2: it was a whole different like i say to this day like there's the 5k 10k half marathon marathon these are all considered road racing in my mind that's one bucket then you go to this ultra marathon realm and you're like whoa this is different <laughs> but yeah. again it was like that was something covid i don't think if we were in the situation with covid that i ever would have thought like that's an option but I had those extra hours in the day and I was like this might be the only time I have the ability in my time schedule to do this so I'm gonna go for it Mm -hmm. that was just like one way I spun it positively
1: yeah no definitely you should share a little bit more about your ultra (laughs) marathon (laughs)
2: experience so like I said knew nothing about a true ultra where it's not on the road Mm -hmm. um like I'd done I'd done the Marine Corps 50k I guess two years ago I'm trying whenever it was the first year that's all on the road so to me it was just like a longer marathon you just ran your five miles yep uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um so yes uh, one of my friends Kristen was like hey I saw that you are training for a marathon like would you be interested in doing 50 miles I mean it, like it came through on Instagram I was like Oh, I'm I, I gonna have to like sit on this, I think. And I was like, uh, I think I told her, like, yeah, let me think about it. But in the back of my mind, like, no way, like, that's not happening. <laughs> but then she sent me the race she wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, this time, good. And I was like, no, I, why not? I already have like a ton of miles in the right belt. Like, all I have to do is do like 130 miler and a couple others. And I think I'll be good. So I only got as far as the website as looking at the name. And that was in Maryland. And then as we're getting closer to the race, I'm like, oh, I should probably like, actually look up the course. And I'm starting to realize people are like, can I leave my shoes here at this checkpoint? Can I leave a pair of clothes? Like how much food do we allowed to bring? And I was like, what are they even talking about? Why would you want your shoes on the course? So I'm like, oh, you should be switching your shoes out. You're going to basically have to eat like 5,000 calories as you're running. They're like, oh, we might've gotten ourselves into something here. And then I look at the course map and I'm looking at the elevation and I'm like, Wow, this is—we're going to be climbing a mountain. Like, uh-huh. we're not just going on a trail; we're actually climbing a mountain. And I started reusing people basically say, you know, for the first half marathon, you you aren't running. And I was like, I'm so confused. um It was Kristen's first time too, and we're just messaging back and forth. And I think it was like another one of those things where like ignorance is bliss, yes. and you'll get through it. But we get we get there that day, and we had in our minds like, we're just going to go. Super slow, like for us. Like we'll just keep that nice, easy pace. We start the race and now it's up a gradual hill. you're like, okay, this is no big deal. Then we like turn the corner on the bend of the highway and we're just like, oh, this is a mountain. And we still try to run for a little bit and then we like (laughs) look around and we're like, we're the only people running. We should probably stop running. So we started doing the run walk. And it takes you up to the top where no eye, there is like a telephone, satellite pole. On top of a mountain and you're like and the one volunteer he goes have you guys done this before I'm like no and he's like you're gonna want to take it easy there's a lot of leaves and it's pretty wet out there so it's like okay I, i'm not kidding i felt like we were scaling the side of a mountain and we might have been the only i felt like we we're the only females out there for a while and the only people that i feel like had no experience because we were just taking our good old time i basically felt like we were on a hike they said that there was a trail but if there weren't any other runners out there, I wouldn't even be able to tell you where the trail was. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah. But um, got through the first half marathon portion of it. And I honestly, at one point was like, I don't think we're going to make it because they have cutoffs at certain checkpoints where they basically just tell you, okay, like, you're out. You're not going to get done before dark. So you- you're done. We made it through. Didn't fall the whole time. And I'm telling you, like there, if I have some pictures of like how steep it was, I was shocked. Sure enough, we're getting to the canal where it's paved and I trip over my own feet. So that was like my only <laughs> battle wound. I was bleeding everywhere. It was great. Oh <laughs> In the flat part of the course, I think like my last chunk. We've absolutely lovely. Um, we get to the canal, and it was funny because um, this race is notorious for like being broken into three chunks. They have the mountain, which is the first half, mm-hmm. and then you're on a canal for a whole marathon, which is like a gravel um path, and then you're on the road for the last eight miles. And Kristen and like, this is great. Like, it's flat. And we just, like, took off. And meanwhile, a lot of the ultra marathoners were, like, all starting to slow down. So it was, it was like, in our heads, we were like, this is great. The guys that we were just laughing at us on the mountain, like, we're able to pass them now. And um, did the canal. You know, you have to eat the whole time. It was, like, something else that was very different for me because I definitely am a minimal fuel runner. I, like, mm-hmm. eat the bare minimum to get through. Here I'm, like, shoving those pb and J sandwiches um there's people drinking like coke like, yeah what mm-hmm. is going on here? Uh-huh. um yeah gatorade like all these weird things that pizza i'm trying to some people are drinking beer i'm just like oh this is interesting <laughs> yeah. you'll too eat, much. You'll, like, yes but you'll eat anything to get through at that point um i think i got to the road portion had, like it was getting dark and then we finished without headlights or anything like they tell you to bring one but i like had it in my pack and i was like i can't even get to it i'm just gonna rely on the <laughs> like yeah yeah like jogging on the side of the highway pitch black you like hear things in the trees and you're like i really hope it's not anything dangerous out there right and then um came in and finished at like exactly 11 hours and it was it was honestly the best feeling ever and i don't know, I don't know how to describe it it's like the only goal in the ultra marathon is to finish so to finish. Right. It was great. And, and I don't know, it was no pressure. It's just like for the fun of running.
1: It was so, an amazing event to watch. Like it was, it yeah. was really cool to like see you guys do it and accomplish what you did. It was it, like you said, you, it was a literal mountain, <laughs>
0: <It was laughs> like,
1: like I, a
2: real mountain. Yeah. <laughs> like one portion of the mountain that they call like switchbacks. Uh-huh. I had no idea what they were until we actually were on the course and they were like, the switchbacks are coming up on. We were like, oh, "Okay, sounds great. It's no lie, like the mountain just stopped and it zigzags back and forth on on steep. We were like going down our most. Like that's how low we were trying to get so we didn't fall off. Because if you fell, like good luck. Yeah, I don't know what would happen. Really Um, at one point, like, someone actually like, pushed us over and we're oh. like, okay, like, you can go. <laughs> we'll stop. Yeah, just, yeah, but I feel like it was just crazy because I said like in hindsight, I had, if someone's like shown me a video of the course, I'd have been like, yeah, no, never. never <laughs> I'm sure that would definitely <laughs> yeah. be
1: deterrent. I think like you said, ignorance is bliss. Like you, you didn't know what was coming. So it's yeah. fine.
2: <laughs> but even my husband, because like of COVID, usually to to like certain checkpoints, but they were just allowed to be at two. And he said like he was fully expecting me, like I guess he saw us around mile thirty-ish. He was fully expecting me to be like in pain, crying when to be done. He's like, You guys are just jogging along with like your own Sunday stroll. And I was like, it was fun. <laughs> like you weren't sprinting. I was like, besides the mountain, I was like, it was really just like a Sunday stroll. There was no sprinting involved. You just had to remember to eat and just like carry on. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite distance differences? But like is there one that you like the most? Like
2: definitely yeah i'm definitely addicted to the marathon okay my least favorite is the 5k like sure. i hate them i ran my first <laughs> one during this summer and i've sure enough it's like this is why i don't run these but yep. Yep. yeah yeah like
1: a yeah, whole those are different definite kind definitely. of burn the burn
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: and and just literal pain
0: yes. <laughs> You're, like, I'm You're, like soul
2: leaves your body <laughs> yes and i swear every time i'm like how come i can't run three miles but I can run 25. Like I just mm-hmm. can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> it's just different effort.
1: Like, you know, like, like truly endurance versus like full yeah. sprints for
2: three miles. Yeah. Sprinting for three miles. Mm-hmm. And then when I picked, of course was like up and downhill. I was like, what were you we thinking?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, um, so while you were outlining the whole ultra thing, Kristen, I was thinking back to, I think the first time when I had my running account, Mom, my friend Elena, who lives in like the Pacific Northwest, she was living in California at the time, but I had really not encountered anyone that I knew that ran ultras just out in the wilderness. And she was doing the thing of like posting stories, and I would be like, "Why is she just posting stories during a race?" Because you like I didn't fully grasp right. that it's really not in the same scope as you know five ks, marathons, and that stuff, but. My takeaway, the more that I watched, because she was basically doing stories when she would get to a station and I was like, so this looks like psychotic adult Halloween, because (laughs) all that's happening is she goes and she runs for 11 miles or eight miles. And then she gets to a place where people have bags of candy and they give her the candy and they're like and here's your candy great job and a can of coke she had a can of coke she did and but like so like every 90 minutes to 2 hours there would be a story of a snickers bar a twix bar a can of coke some twizzlers and i'm just like this is the most extreme halloween thing i've ever like that's all i could think of was just like when you were a kid and your parents would like guide you like my dad would like drive the car down the street but like so we could optimize our halloween time we would like run from house to house to (laughs) house and i'm watching her do this ultra and all i can think is like this is just psychotic adult halloween you run really far and you get some candy and that's great. And then you set back off to go really far to get more candy, and eventually, Sounds way
1: more appealing this way, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'm yeah. So tempted to do it again. <laughs> no, I know. If you're going to continue to describe it as adult-themed Halloween, I might yeah. be in. <laughs> I don't have to go fast.
2: Yeah, but, yeah. You can yeah. I could
1: clothes. get you can <laughs> Yes, I actually am. I'm for this now. I don't have to go fast. I can eat candy and drink <laughs> coke and um have fun i'm i'm kind of might be doing that
2: instead (laughs) not just candy like i'm not kidding some of the tables you would come up to be like do you want pizza Um, (laughs) yeah i will take all of those thank you yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like,
1: no, I, I, could, I could be convinced well, now,
0: now all I can visualize Blair is like you and I signing up for one and being the most annoying people on the course. Cause we're just going to be like, so where's happy, our candy, but like passive aggressively <laughs> pissed off when we don't have candy, um,
2: <laughs> you guys record the whole thing. I just yes. the inflatable I want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, a good ten-hour podcast of Blair and I being furious.
2: <laughs> yeah. IG live.
1: I'm <laughs> very into it. I'd be for it. I'm not against it. As long as I can have one of those crazy inflatables where it looks like I'm riding an animal or something. <laughs> 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 we were looking at Halloween costumes earlier today with my kids. We have to do like a book report, and one of them was like a dragon, and it looks like you're riding a dragon. So I could do that. <laughs>
0: right.
1: An inflatable that I look like I'm riding a dragon. I'm boring.
0: Oh, <laughs> that that episode won't be for your run. It'll be for our run because it'll just be Blair and I just trying not to die.
1: <laughs> well, we're gonna hire Kristen to pace
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you guys are gonna dress up like that and we're treating like Halloween. I'm I'm game. Mm-hmm. Me up. Yeah, we're and just like, gonna have sorry. her pace us. She'll just get us on our way. <laughs>
0: perfect perfect oh man all right so let's let's try and come on back down to ground earth from our ultra marathon ideas here so Philadelphia is in a couple like, like three weeks four weeks <laughs>
2: three or four weeks I keep losing count
0: <laughs> yeah that's <fine. laughs> November
2: 21st I think yeah okay okay, okay. okay. that's
0: about yeah. I, let's call it four weeks that sounds great yeah. Um, uh-huh. That sounds Um, yeah. Um, is there, so you, you I know you already said kind of like you're going to just try and probably do like one big race a year. So, um, what, what do you think? Uh, is there anything on your calendar outside of Philadelphia or are you going to get through that and then kind of see where you're at? So yeah,
2: this is like battling with, and I've been talking about my coach a lot lately. Um, you know, you want, I'm very type A, so you want everything to be perfect. The goal was, you know, at glass, I was supposed to PR. Philly was mm-hmm. supposed to be fun. And then I was going to take a break from marathoning and focus on starting a family. And now, because I'm a runner and I have this itch all the time to, like, always go get that one more raise, I'm hoping to use Philly as, like, an endurance building and maybe do a spring marathon. So I'm looking for something been like December, I guess a winter marathon, so like February, March, somewhere okay. in there. Okay. Um, go for it, and then I don't want to say like I'm retiring, but then no, the goal yeah. would be to you know yeah. ease back yeah. and really start. So I'm again, excited. Like, <laughs> I know. Again, it's like I think this injury really helped though because I kind of at the point now where it's like if it if something happens, it happens, and I'm okay stepping away from running to focus on the family. <laughs> where before I would have been like no, I have to get a PR before I start, like, start shifting focus. Now I'm like, no, it's, it's fine. Running will be there. And I see so many amazing moms in the running community that come back even stronger. So I think that's really nice to see. And I, it inspires me to know, like, you can step away, start a family and you will be back. Running will be there. welcoming you with open arms and it'll be fine. So, it's even better when you guess, do it. Yeah, yeah. It's even better. <laughs> I mean, even I feel better. like it's seems that way you guys all make it seem fantastic and yeah. i'm just like i want to be the person now with like the stroller pushing the kids, Like and for a while i like couldn't wrap my head around that because i think i was just so pr driven now i'm like no yeah. it is fine like there's a whole yeah. new world out there
1: there is and then you get different prs because it's postpartum pr so it's all right again. Oh,
2: there, just another reason right <laughs> there
0: you
1: go you just you just turn a flip on it and it's fine <laughs>
2: Looking for the positive. <laughs> always. That's yeah. always a work in mean, progress.
0: <laughs> stroller miles are just a whole new method of training. That's really where it, it's at. Very it,
2: true. I get like an arm workout in with that, or I don't
1: know. so <laughs> much. There's so much. Yeah, and you learn to, like, you, you're learning now. you embracing the time on your feet instead of your pace. <laughs> yeah. Learning to take yeah. breaks more than you thought you needed to, but that's okay.
0: Yeah.
2: But yeah. So, yeah. Spring maybe. We'll see. Um, I probably will like train for like it's going to happen and if it mm-hmm. does, it does. And if not, there'll be other races. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, and if nothing else, in the last two episodes we've learned if you just don't want to tell anybody about it and just show up and I
2: know, right? I was shocked.
1: <laughs> That's true. You could surprise us with secret marathoning. <laughs> like you new things
2: That's like, oh that's really impressive yeah yeah you
1: no know, you just keep it keep the name of the spring winter marathon a secret and then surprise surprise i did
0: yep well regardless of what happens i'm excited to see what the end of 2021 yes. and the start of 2022 I don't know yep, why that that's a tongue crazy. twister for me, but <laughs> it is it's um, a, lot <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of here. A lot of Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see whatever's in store for you know the next year or so moving ahead. And uh, thanks for coming on and talking through all of this just fun, very not difficult stuff you've been dealing with for the last couple months
2: no it's great thank you so much for having me
0: absolutely we'll uh look forward to seeing everything that's got coming up and uh, i'm sure we'll keep in touch and uh talk to you again sometime soon
2: definitely right. thank, you, thank you Bye. <laughs>